This is the MLW Radio Network. Welcome to Front Row Material! It's not for everyone! With Jerry Lynn! And I am going to blow you. Excuse me? And Mikey Whiprack! Out of the water. Here's your host, Mike Freeland! Welcome to another episode of Front Row Material. I am your host, Megan Freeland. Joining me tonight is Pam Lynn and Angel Whipwreck, and we are the wives of Front Row Material. Ladies, how are we doing tonight? Excellent. Wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> I, like your, I like your intro better, Megan. Oh, you yes. like my... Uh, you know what? I think I do it a lot better than he does. I, I think maybe <laughs> we should just take it over. I've never listened to it. I guess I need to. But I hear hear enough with the... You hear enough while you're locked (laughs) in the bedroom, right? Exactly. Oh, my God. He's like, have you listened to the show? I'm like, yeah, I listen to it every time uh, you're in the living room. I can hear you from the bedroom. So, yeah, I hear it. Yes. One of his friend fans is like, did you hear the last week's show? I said... I don't want to hear last week's show. I hear enough of his mouth all day. <laughs> what what is your 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 husband's process in getting ready for this show? Because Mike, they might say they're starting at eight thirty. He's like at six thirty getting ready. Like he's like, you got to go in your bedroom. You got to go do this. You got to do that. We're not going to eat until afterwards. Are they? Are they? prepping hours beforehand or are they just here we go jerry flies by the seat of his pants (laughs) and a minute before he will fly up here and then he can't never get it on he's hollering i get what's wrong with the computer what did annabelle do and i'm like nothing and they're calling him so he does not prep but he can go with the flow me i've got a plan 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 that's how I am. Yeah, I'm the same way. Yeah, usually the first uh, half hour I hear them bitching about where Jerry is. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows where he is? <laughs> that is funny. He, he just doesn't, he goes with the flow. I wish I could do that. Oh, I do too. Have you ever been on the road with Mikey? No, not on the road per se, but we've gone to shows together. Because even on yes. the road, I'll be like, where are we staying? Oh, they'll find us a place. I'm like, where? That drives me crazy. It drives me crazy. I'm like, who's picking us up? There'll be somebody there. I'm like, oh, are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what are you going to do if they don't? Care. I know. Oh, <sighs> I, I couldn't. I could not do that. I need to know where I'm staying, how long we're going to be there. I, I need to plan this stuff. Yes. Yep. Me too. They're terrible. (laughs) (laughs) So, what... Oh, God. What was that? (laughs) The cats. They usually are with with Jerry, so I guess they thought it was podcast time. (laughs) (laughs) See, I would have been, I would have been told, I would have been, what are you doing? You need to be quiet. 
I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm yeah. I'm sorry. Like, life happens. Yep. <laughs> we live in a one-bedroom apartment, so you can touch every oh. wall with, you know, one hand. So there's only so there's many only places. So- yep. <laughs> I close the door and I still I still hear it. I I I have to turn up the volume on the TV, but then I get yelled at. <laughs> yes, I can I can yes. hear that. In I here. can hear the TV. My phone goes <laughs> off. I get a text. You need to turn that down. I'm like, sorry. What else am I supposed to do? <laughs> <laughs> then you have those nights where you're supposed to record, but then life happens and you can't record. And then, sure enough, they're they're recording on a night that like. I called I called Dibs on on the living room where he records. <laughs> the dining room and the living room are connected, so he's right there. I'm like, but I called Dibs. He's like, well, I'm recording tonight. I'm like, yep. So I have to go screwing to screwing up our plans. Like I can't even make plans. <laughs> like so, you're sending me to the bedroom. That's what you're doing. That's what you're telling me. Yeah. Okay. Nice. It's the worst when it drags on for like days. Oh, God. oh yeah. If it's like 10.30, I start texting, are you done yet? That's what she mm-hmm. said. <laughs> and it's like, one minute more, just a minute more. But it, they're so yeah, right. loud. <laughs> <laughs> but if I need him to do something the next day, oh, I got to get up at 3.30 in the morning. I can't go do that. You're up at 10.30. <laughs> yeah. But it's a different, it's all different. Oh, Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I know. They're silly. I have to ask, because my husband, he, even though he's not a wrestler, he does nothing but talk like a wrestler, like this wrestling jargon. Do your husbands do that a lot? (laughs) Well, that's a good question. Usually he will talk wrestling, and I'll just look at him like, what the hell are you talking about? Yep. I just make fun of him. And I say the stuff he says wrong. That's not how you say it. (laughs) But yes, everything's wrestling talk. Not like about all wrestling, but just they're ribbing me. Or it's always a wrestling word. Most people say, oh, they're kidding me. But they got to say ribbon or, you know, just something. uh And and sometimes I'm like, does everybody know what you mean? (laughs) Because... I have no clue. I'm like looking at him like, uh, okay. I, I, I don't know what you just said to me, but okay. <laughs> I've only recently learned what baby face and heel are. So, oh, come on. <laughs> Those are like the first things you learn. I, yeah. <laughs> that's how much things. of a rookie I am. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Before I met my husband, I, nothing. I, I knew nothing about wrestling. And now that's all that our life is now yep when i when i met him i didn't know he was a wrestler i didn't know anything about wrestling nothing (laughs) what a world it's a different world isn't it it is is. is. absolutely and it's funny because i was just about to say his name and i was thinking well that's another thing is when i met him everyone called him mikey well i don't call him mikey He's John. Oh, really? So, yeah, Jerry. Even his, yeah. even his mom will call him Mikey. And I'm like, that's just weird. <laughs> but they do. They don't know any. He doesn't know anybody's real names. And I'll be, yeah. I know most of his friends because of Facebook. And I'll say, Scott said this. I don't know who that is. And I'll say their name. And he's like, oh. I'm like, you've that's been friends so-and-so. for 20 years. <laughs> I didn't know his real name. I'm like, really? <laughs> 
<laughs> Y'all don't tell this. <laughs> I, I'm still, I'm still learning. Like I felt, I told Mike, I was like, I, I I'm going to need a, a learning curve here because it's going to take me a while. <laughs> yes, it will. Well, then it's funny because, like, with the yeah. the podcast, like, some of a lot of the um, wrestlers that follow him are following me, and I'm like, "Who is this?" He's like, "Oh, that's you know, so and so." I'm like, I, "I'm sorry, I don't know who that is." <laughs> <laughs> You're better off just staying out of it. Right. You're right. <laughs> Especially uh, you get the crazy fans. You get a few of those and you're like, what? <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't think they've gotten gotten too many of those, at least that I'm not aware of. So I think we're okay so far. But I, it's just, it's a whole other world for me. It's, it's different. Pam, how long have you and Jerry been married? We've been married 15 years. 15 years. And Angel? We have been married for nine years this year. Yeah. Me and Mike, we're only going on two years. So as as a wife of a wrestler and me being a wife of a host of a wrestling podcast, do you have uh, any any advice that you, you can give me on dealing with this whole different kind of a world? Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of patience. We've been, we met in 1990, so we feel like we grew up together. Yeah. So I've been through the whole craziness of the beginning, but now that we've been together so long, I just, I don't, you know how the fans are, oh, Jerry Lynn, so I just give him hell. Just like, (laughs) whatever, you know, they're just, just, it helps because they try to, (laughs) <laughs> They're always really sweet to him, and, and I don't want him to get a big head, so I have to, you know, keep him down. <laughs> yeah, I think they secretly love the attention. They oh, do. absolutely. They love it. They love it. That's why they can do this podcast. They love talking and yapping. They do. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know how they find things to talk about every I week, know. but. But they do, don't they? Oh, absolutely. They do. They have some terrible impressions, but they do. <laughs> well, Jerry goes on and on about Mikey's impressions. He loves them. He Oh, Mike does too. Yes, I love it. I'm just glad that those impressions don't come out when we're out in public. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, I wondered if that would happen. Oh. I would be like, no. Oh, gosh. <laughs> he does his best to not draw any attention to himself as a wrestler when we're out. So he would never, ever do that. Oh, wow. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. He could talk to a rock. I mean, he talks to anything. (laughs) Me, I'm more shy, shy away. And he's like, yeah, I'll go do it. Or he'll dance in front of anybody. I'm like, oh, my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) And he can't dance. That's the bad thing. Mike's kind of the same way too. Like he he can talk. He can talk your ear off. Okay, honey, I need you to we need we need to press pause here because I'm glazing over. <laughs> Just rein right. it in. Right. 
Pam, I got a question for you. How does Annabelle like having a wrestler as a dad? I think deep down she likes it and she's proud of him, but she won't let him know it because she'll she'll <laughs> say you she'll say these just off comments about you think you're famous or something, and he's like, no, I don't, no, I don't. But uh, <laughs> but I think she deep down likes That's it. Funny. How about your kids? Well, they're a little they're, young, so. Yeah. Um, Emmeline has seen him wrestle when she was younger and it was a lot of the, you know, like the bloody foreheads oh, and things like gosh, that. Yeah. So she, when she was little, she always thought she had to take care of him. Uh-huh. Well, he was gone for Toronto and Montreal and I told her that he was on his way home and she says, well, how did it go? And I said, well, it went great. He said it was good. I said, she goes, well, how does he feel? I said, he feels good. She goes, well, good. I'm glad he didn't break a hip. <laughs> She's something else. That is funny. And my son, he just, he loves it. Oh, I He bet. says, we, we were talking to a soccer parent the other day, and he goes, yeah, my dad's my soccer coach, and he's in WWE. I said, okay, let's not, let's not be telling everybody that. <laughs> That's great. What's your what's your biggest pet peeve, Pam? About Jerry. About Jerry? He's a procrastinator. He will do everything tomorrow. <laughs> everything. We'll do it tomorrow. 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 Finally I'm like, your list for tomorrow is way too big. <laughs> I would probably have to agree. It's that whole not planning. It yes. drives me crazy. Like, he's definitely not in charge of planning any vacations. Oh gosh. Yeah, I couldn't imagine. Yeah, it would be bad. I hear you hear. I hear somebody Can you laughing. Hear him? That's Sherry. He's laughing <laughs> at their own jokes. <laughs> See, there he goes. That's the other thing is that they sit on this phone and do this podcast for how long every week, and then they still call still, each other during the day. Oh, absolutely. Anything. And I'm like, are you going to be talking to him in like an hour? Yes. Like, find something else to do. Exactly. Absolutely. <laughs> well, they spent the whole first hour of the show is just them bullshit. I know. And laughing. And he said Mikey was making fun of my laugh. I said, well, has he hurt yours? See, <laughs> <laughs> you hear it again? Oh my god. We make fun of him too, so while he's laughing. So I've never heard Mikey's laugh because, you know, they got the headphones on. Oh yeah. We only hear one mm-hmm. side of the conversation. Oh, yeah. That's one side. That's exactly why I listen to the podcast every week because I only hear part of it. I couldn't take it, I don't think. <laughs> no, that's bad. <laughs> I have Just to listen. The, you have to. I have to. And then I listen while I'm at work and I have my office door closed and then someone opens the door and I panic because you never know what the hell they're talking about. So I have to like quick pause it. Gosh. It's terrible. <laughs> Is it? I mean, you well, don't know they're what's going to come I out. No, I bet. No. They've talked about some crazy things. Oh, I bet. I've heard well, you know, here and there. I'll hear and say something like, what? 
I was I was reading one of the titles for one of one of the po- most recent ones, and it, like oh, the first God. word is porn. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, what does that have to do with wrestling? Exactly. You know, Jerry's gonna blame Mikey. Well, Mikey, he talks. I'm like, yeah, okay. You're so innocent. <laughs> yeah, Jerry. Jerry plays the censor side. Sure is he does. really like that or no? He used to not be. But after we had Annabelle, boy, he cut it quick because she repeats, you know. <laughs> and then so, yeah, so he did a lot better because she will get on to him. We, my mother, whoo, she, she'll tell my mom, then my mom will talk to Jerry. <laughs> I just laugh because I'm like, ah. Oh. He got in trouble at 55. That's great. <laughs> yeah, we had, uh, we had my in-laws over for dinner a couple weeks ago, and my mother-in-law found out that he was going to be wrestling in Toronto. Ooh. That didn't go over well. Bad. I couldn't believe I said, he's still wrestling? I mean, not that he's too old, but now you're just afraid something's going <laughs> to happen, you know. Jerry I know. always would get hurt. Anytime I would go, something would happen. So I was like, I'm not going anymore. <laughs> yep. And I, I think he knows. Just don't tell me because if you tell me, you're probably going to get in more trouble than if you didn't. <laughs> exactly. Okay, I give you girls a lot of credit because I think I'd be a, a nervous wreck. Like, I don't know. I, oh, that's just the whole. I was an ECW. Oh, my God. I cringed every match i cringed the chairs the tables the everything oh yeah the barbed yes. wire oh, oh god and thumbtacks oh like, yeah he got split open well you know oh. you know how many times they got split open <laughs> you lose count yes. it's, oh it's mike will show me like old clips and stuff and i'm just like I almost have my face covered. I'm like, oh, I can't even watch this. Oh, <laughs> it's like yeah. worse than a horror film. Yeah. It is. It was scary. And he'd be like, do not sit anywhere up front. Sit way up at the top of the bleachers if you're going to watch. I'm like, what are y'all doing? <laughs> oh. Yeah. He's like, well, I don't want nothing to come out and hit you. I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it was crazy. Yeah, it's scary. Yeah, ACW was crazy. Crazy. I remember when we first got together, and shortly after we had our daughter, I went to one of the shows. It was one of the NYWC shows, and I remember he made me sit in the back, and he probably had three of the wrestling (laughs) school guys like surrounding me, make sure that like no fans were bombarding us, or you know nothing came flying at us, that they could move us out of the way. I'm like, what the hell am I getting myself into? (laughs) That's crazy. I bet. I mean, you're like, what? Oh. Made me a little nervous. Yes, I would have been. Yeah, I can only imagine. Yeah. Oh, did you get finally? You get used to it after all these years. I'm like, ah, yeah. The show's a show. It bores me now. When I go, I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> how much longer? <laughs> yep. I tell them all the time that tag teams are my least favorite. <laughs> or what are those called? Yeah. I can't even remember the word for it. When they have like 
20 people like, in the ring at one time. Oh, yeah. Yes. 20 people yes. in the ring at one time. You, it's uh, not the Royal Rumble, it's, but you, it's something no, like it's that. Like a mess. Yeah, it's Yeah. God, like, That's it just is. dumb. And you know, usually you know who's going to win because it's all, they're not going to let the star not win. Just, of course. They just throw in anybody. Battle Royal. That's what it is. Yes. yes. I couldn't good remember job, the name. I was like, I should know that. That's <laughs> too many. See, Megan, even I'm not that good. <laughs> Pam's I'm the I'm the pro. old one. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> Pam coming in with the win. But he is, yeah. not, you know, 10 years older than me. So I had to get him more mature. Yep. I have the age difference, yes, too. you have to. Yeah. Goodness. See, he just did Scooby Doo. Oh my gosh, I hear him. Yeah, I've heard some that. kind of Scooby Doo thing. They're so retarded. Oh. Oh. I don't know. <laughs> some days I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I don't even know what to do with mine half the time. Like, just, I think he needs to be secluded in a room every once in a while. It'll do him some good. Yeah. It would. Yeah. <laughs> If the stories are right that Jerry tells me about Mikey, I don't know, Angel. Whew. Oh. <laughs> Whew. <That's> a handful. <laughs> he sounds like a handful. <laughs> Boy, they're loud. They are. Yeah, they can't you know, we it. would get in trouble for that. You know that. I know. I'd be getting, my phone would be getting a bunch of texts oh right my now. Gosh. Like, you need to keep it down. I'd send him the bird if he told me that. <laughs> I would be like, this is my that. house too. So you keep it down with your little show. <laughs> That's the thing. You got to be boss. You got to be boss. <laughs> They're doing good. Yeah, they're doing good. Apparently, they need to work on selling their T-shirts, though. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe we'll get to sell some T-shirts now this week. Oh, yeah. We should have our own T-shirt logo or something. (laughs) Oh, yeah. That That should totally be a thing. Well, thank you, ladies, for joining me tonight on Front Row Material. Once again, I am your host, Megan Freeland, and have a good night. Good night, good ladies. Night. Good night. See, and they do that in three hours. Really? I know. Like, three what the hours? hell? Jerry, you better put that food up. <laughs> <laughs> you better have got that kitchen cleaned. He's like, oh, okay. <laughs> He's running to clean now. <laughs> he is. Oh, I heard him. I heard the pot. See, he wasn't. See, he's crying. Why he's laughed so hard? You're just gonna cut right in? Yeah, not all together. Oh Jesus! Apparently they're they're swooping huh? in after us. Oh, they're gonna they're gonna play the swooping game, huh? Yep. So now they're not starting till nine fifteen, which means you know they're gonna go till like midnight. No, you guys did all the work. What do you mean we did all the work? We don't have to go like ten minutes. Bullshit. Anything. You're lucky. I love you. Hello. There you are. Yeah, we're still here. Are you there, darling? 
<laughs> I'm here, sugar muffin. You're boring. Fuck. Love it. Are, are you in the bonus room? Is this the bonus room? Or? Yes. Nice. Bonus space. So, there's a lot of scuttlebutt going on. Uh, that this was a pretty awesome venture you had in Canada. So, I'm very curious to hear about what actually happened on this trip. It was a good trip. The uh, the seven hour drive from wow. Montreal to Toronto overnight. Holy crap! Was the drizzling shits, uh, especially because I stayed awake the entire time. Wow. Because what the fuck is going on over there? I'm hearing disembodied spirits. You are talking about junk mail. <laughs> Sorry. Where was I? You were having fun in the backseat of a car. And listening to junk mail. No, I was not in the backseat of the car. I was in the front seat of the car. Oh. Because Guido and Tajiri and DJZ all fell asleep in the back of the car. So I stayed awake in the front seat. Wow. Dexter Channing as he drove. Uh, That's good. That's the navigator's job. You got to keep the driver awake. Yes. Well, it would have been much better if I didn't have to do it all by myself. Really? But I'm professional. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I kept him awake. And uh, we rolled into Toronto around 6.30 in the morning. Jeez, oh, Pete. Which sucked ass. And then the, the guy behind the front desk was the slowest man ever on earth. He reminded me of that guy in that Tim Conway, where he would do the slow oh. man. <laughs> that, that's what this guy felt like. And at 6.30, I'm just like, ugh. Did he have a secretary named Mrs. Aviggins? He probably would have had to go walk to talk to her, so we wouldn't even know. Keep her hiding in the back room somewhere. <laughs> oh, my God. But, yeah, no, that was, uh, you know, but the, the IWS show uh, Saturday night was great. Uh, like, 1,500 people at the show was really good. Wow. The, the, yeah. the, the pictures online were, like, ridiculously cool. Yeah. It was at the, sec- the second largest entertainment building in Toronto, uh, in Montreal. Wow. So it was nice. Uh, like I said, the drive sucked ass. Back to Toronto. Four hours my ass chatting Decker. <laughs> Motherfucker. Yeah. Wow. That's the so chatting. what did you talk? What, what did you guys talk about? I mean, did you? Uh, I don't even. I don't even remember what we talked about. Hey, how's how's life? How's things? Good. What do you want to do tomorrow? Good. Good. Come, you know. 30. It all just becomes like a blur. We're just talking about gibberish. Right. You know? And at one point he was getting tired, so he asked if he could roll roll down the window. And he was concerned that Guido might be bothered by the wind. They go, fuck that shit. Roll that window down. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, mate. (laughs) (laughs) But no, it was was good. And then the show Sunday was really good in Toronto for Greek town wrestling. Um. My first match in like three years. It was not bad. I didn't blow up. I actually had gear this time. Nice. I actually put on the old school uh, Mikey Tajiri pants. I heard you did the drop pie through a table. Oh. Whoa. <clears throat> Hold on a second. I don't know about this. Well, they want to do a table spot. And he goes, and he's like, oh, I saw you, know, I saw you do the, the whippersnapper off the apron through a table on uh, Kid Cash. And I go... Yeah, so we, you know, we we could probably do that. When we get there, he shows me this table. Oh no! It's a it's a fucking plywood table. Oh, 
half inch thick. And I go, no, it's not going to break. Oh, yeah, we'll take the support stuff. It's not going to break. It's not going to be nice. No, it, it'll be fine. I said, okay, again, I guess I'll do it. So we had the match. I actually pulled out a Frankensteiner. That was pretty good. Wow. And for the finish, I go, I take him. We do this Frank, we do the uh, whippersnapper off the apron through the table. Well, the table didn't break, but the legs broke. So this table just collapsed under me. And I like landed on my ass and everything went <laughs> up to my neck like a fucking accordion. Oh. And, then I, and then I laid down flat and I'm like, drop high. <laughs> then you heard, I am the table. <laughs> but yeah, it was uh, it was good. The match was fun. And then for some reason we sang Sweet Caroline afterwards. That's which, awesome. Which the people really enjoyed. And the Halifax Matt was there. Ah, uh, yes. I saw him in a lot of pictures. So it's funny. He was in a very obnoxious Ultimate Warrior jacket, <laughs> which was epic. <laughs> yeah. And then let's talk about the flight home. Oh, boy. Well, hold on. Before you get to that, did you win? Yes, I got paid. So, <laughs> so I think now that I'm flying out of the big airport in Toronto to Philadelphia. Oh, no, no. I'm flying from the little regional airport in Toronto, about 45 minutes away from the hotel I'm staying at, in which I have a layover. I have to fly from Toronto back to Montreal instead of, instead of taking one of the 30,000 direct flights from Toronto back to Philadelphia. Oh, my. So now I'm thinking, you know, this little flight back and forth between Montreal and Toronto would have come in handy yesterday instead of <laughs> a seven-hour drive in the car. <laughs> Channing Decker. So my flight at Billy Bishop Airport into Montreal is delayed for air traffic. Oh, no. I said, okay. So now I'm getting a little nervous. So we land in Montreal, and now I land at gate C1. My connecting flight is at gate C78. Oh, wow. Fuck me running. <laughs> and because it's a small airport, I could not get my bag. I could not carry my bag onto the plane. I had to check it at the gate, which means I had to wait for these people to get my fucking bag off the plane and bring it up to the tarmac. Up to the little, uh, up to the gate. So I'm waiting. I'm getting like antsy and I'm waiting. And everybody's fucking bag is coming but mine. I'm like. <laughs> so finally my bag comes and I start walking fast, running. And I see signs that says all connecting flights, purple signs with the American flag. I said, okay. So the gate stopped at like C60 something. And then they have these signs. So I'm taking these signs now to, it's, it's like the backstage area where they had like all like the utility vehicles and shit like that. And I go, and I sit there. Now I have to clear U.S. Customs in Montreal. So you fucking ribbon me. So I'm waiting, and I'm waiting. And I put my passport. I declare all my stuff. And the guy says to me, you okay, sir? You look a little stressed. And all I can think of right now in my head is my last fucking trip to Toronto where it was like a hassle getting back into the country. I said, no. I said, my connecting flight's coming. I'm going to miss my flight. I'm just not going to make it. So he goes... He goes, ah, he goes, so you, why were you in Canada? Bachelor party? I go, I wish. <laughs> uh-huh. And, I and, knew it. You and, wanted to hit Sniffer's Row. <laughs> oh, disgusting. <laughs> I love it. You, you want to go to the so, peeler so, joint. So I'm rushing now to get to my gate. Guess what? You missed it. You shit yourself. No. What? Where does that come what? I'm trying to think of something that might be kind of crazy out of the ordinary. No. Oh. Missed it by that much. Well, now I have to go. Where am I going to go? 
So I'm looking to see how I can get now to Philadelphia. They have no more flights from oh. Toronto to Philadelphia. Guess where the guess where I have to go? Montreal? I have to fly back to fucking Toronto <laughs> to get to Philadelphia. <laughs> oh, so, so wait a minute. You yeah. flew from Toronto to Montreal mm-hmm. and then Montreal back to Toronto. Yeah, but here's the fucking kicker. Being I had already cleared U.S. Customs, I now had to get back into Canada. <laughs> oh, my God. So the guy says, sir, how long are you staying in Canada? I said, about 45 minutes. <laughs> he went, what? I said, I missed my flight. I have to fly back to Toronto now to, to get down to Philadelphia. So he goes, oh, so they let me in. So now I go back to fucking Toronto and I fly into Philadelphia. What a pain in my balls. So now really the flight from Montreal to Toronto could have been done the night before, the two nights before on Saturday. Mm. Whatever. And we're sitting there Saturday night at the show in Montreal going, the jury's like, maybe we find cheap flight. We fly to Toronto. I said, okay. So we looked. Cheapest flight was like 400 bucks. Ooh. And I said, Jeez. fuck it. But we'll just do the drive. So after the long drive, we get into the elevator, going up to, up to the hotel rooms. And the jury goes, that drive, too much. That drive for young boys. <laughs> I said, yeah, we're old fuckers. You went, yes. <laughs> wow. So it was uh, it was a good weekend, though. I mean, the Greek town, it's fun because aside from this, this shitty fucking drive, they put us in very decent hotels. We don't pay for any. They take care of all the food for us. We went to the after party at the pizza place, and that was a really good time. Got to hang out with... Uh, my, my new longtime dear close personal friend, Lucha Freddy. And Jazz was in town with Guido. Hung out with DJ Z. So it was a, it was a fun time. That's Really, awesome. really enjoyed it. So anybody that gets a chance to go to Greek Town, I recommend going. And, and if any of the boys get a chance to go to Greek Town, I would definitely take the booking because it's first class treatment all the way. Channing Decker does a very good job <laughs> as the promoter there. <laughs> so I cannot complain. Wow. Well, I think he's going to be bringing me in August 10th. Oh, you're going to look. I hope I can go back August 10th. Yeah. What the pressure him. Oh, look, oh, look, there's a picture of me. Here's a video of me going through the table. Wait for it. Wait for it. And the thing is, they're chanting ECW. You know what I'm thinking? Why can't they just chant Mikey? <laughs> ECW had nothing to do with this. <laughs> He could have chanted "Big or Drop Greek Pie." Time wrestling. Big Drop Pie. <laughs> That's what I thought when I went. <laughs> that that was the initial sound. <laughs> really, if my body could have made a noise, it would have made the noise of an accordion folding. Oh no! As I hit, as I hit my ass, everything when I hit the ground, everything just compressed. <laughs> <laughs> like Yokozuna landing on your neck. No, that wouldn't have been like an accordion. That would have just been like an immediate like splat. Did you, uh, did you get any compliments on how much weight you've lost? Yes, people noticed. Because you look good. I still look fat, which, which, was, which was very, for me, very annoying because I'm like, I've dropped like 35 pounds. Right. And, and I still look fat. In your own mind. I still look fat. Well, what are you weighing now? One more, one, one more motherfucker calls me Butterbean. I'm going to go oh. fucking back to <laughs> crazy. Oh, my God. What are you weighing now? Butterbean. My- I don't know. I was about 229. When I was when I was there. What's your target weight? One ninety nine. Okay. So I still got like thirty about thirty to go. Yeah. You'll, You'll get, get it. There, dude. No, I know, but I just you know, I 
I feel like I could have done more to get in better shape. But I, then I realized I'm, I'll, I'll be 46 years old in June. You know, if, I kind of let myself get to a bad point. So I can't expect, you know, quick. going au naturel, a, a quick fix. Right. Well, so get on the gas. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, that's going to be good. Yeah, you want your balls to shrink? Great. Get on the gas. And at, at your age, all it'll do is enlarge your prostate. So, <laughs> so you got that going for you. <laughs> Hey, well, hey, something's got to get bigger. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's internal. <laughs> but no, it was uh, it was fun. I, I I enjoyed it. I just, you know, I see pictures. And I'm like, I'm still fat. No, it's just because you see yourself every day. So you're just, you don't see it like everyone else does. Well, there was one picture of us in the ring where we all four had our hands up. Mm-hmm. And when that happens, your arms come up and your and your traps come up, right? And you know, you're, you're, it kind of brings your neck and everything together. Mm-hmm. So it gave me like a really nice double chin in the picture. So I'm going, fuck me. God <laughs> but you always said but you always first... had a thick neck anyway. Yeah, but I didn't need a chin to match. Oh, okay. Ouch. So your first match back, you, you felt like it went better than expected, right? Yeah, I didn't get hurt. I'm sore as hell, but I did not get hurt. And it was a fun time. And it was good. So I can't complain. Well, that's awesome. And we won. See? <laughs> it's important winning. You won? Good time indeed. I won. So it was real this time. Fuck that's yeah. Right. It was real this time. <laughs> <laughs> I told you guys the story but for, about. But for the, but for the past three days now, I've been on like carb overload. Yeah, I heard pizza. Pizza, chicken, parmesan. I had, uh, today I had hibachi chicken for lunch, and I ate about three pounds of rice. Oh, boy. But tomorrow, back, back on the on wagon. It. Yep. That's right. Got to get rid of these last 30 pounds. So you're going to stay on the stop? Yeah. Nice. Did you? Did anybody ask you about the show when you were up there? No. Okay. <laughs> that don't, don't work. Well, people are asking me all kinds of stuff in Montreal, but I don't speak French. So oh, they've just been oh, asking they, the shit about the show, and you. Not even know how to speak. Really? I'm going to go see. That's Spanish. Oh, I can see Mikey in Montreal walking around saying to everyone, Hola. Como estás? Me no hablo inglés. Wow. That is a trip. Well, you had to see me and Tajiri trying to find a, t- a, a cab Friday night because we got it Friday and he messages me and goes, you at hotel? I go, yeah. He goes, maybe eat. I said, okay. So we go to eat and we're sitting at the bar and we do, we have, we have a nice steak and a couple, a couple of drinks, a couple of shots. And now it's pouring rain outside and we both realize how are we getting back? So we had to find a cab. So we're walking around the rain trying to find a cab and every cab we asked, they're like, no, we don't go over that way. I'm like, Okay. And like in New York, in New York and like Japan, you kind of like you look at the taxi and you kind of whistle and like wave at them. They come to you. Not in Montreal; they just sit there looking at you. <laughs> so we, so it was only a ten minute walk. What are you supposed to, to do to get a cab then? Well, they have like the cab stands where you're supposed oh. to find. But I could read, I could read any of the fucking signs, so I know what they meant because <laughs> they're all French. So yeah, good times. 
You uh, did you get dropped off at the airport, or did you drive there yourself? What on, on Monday? Yes. No, I got it. They they uh, they called they called me a car. Oh, nice. Yeah, I'm telling you, first class treatment. Greek town wrestling is the stuff, my friend. I love it. I would go there every month. That's how good it is. That that's really cool. Good for them. Put on a good show for their fans. Yep. They take care of them. Take care of the performers. Consummate professional. Channing Decker. Dexter Channing? Channing Decker. Channing Decker. Good okay. time. Nice. <laughs> this this poor individual has gotten like his name butchered at least 30 or 40 times in the last few months. Man. Yeah. Well, he's, you know, you got a fucked up name. He's got a Oh, goodness, goodness, goodness. So the the cookie thing is over now, right? The cookies are Thank all gone. God. I'm looking at these s'mores right here. I'm going to be eating these sons of bitches as soon as we get off this call. Because <laughs> I, got, I got just a couple more hours yet until the day is over, and I'm going to back on the diet. Nice. Annabelle and I are afraid to eat because we, we got April Fool's Day coming up, and Pam's just throwing out hints like, so what do you think about Oreos with uh, toothpaste in the middle? So we're like, we're afraid to eat anything around the house now. Already? Yes. You think she'll do April Fool's early to throw you off? No, no. She, she just got me wondering. April Fool's Day, I'll probably starve. Yeah, don't, don't eat that. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'm main eventing the pay-per-view. And I was told I only had 15 minutes. <laughs> and the match before me went 20 minutes short. And I got to fill time. Oh, I hate that. <laughs> Have you guys ever been told that before? Like, hey, you got more time than you expected. You got to fill it. Oh yeah. What I you- did with uh, with Disco Inferno. Yeah. On the Thunder, we weren't even supposed to work. <clears throat> okay. We got told like 15 minutes before the match you guys are gonna go out there, and you had one segment, six minutes. Okay. Well, we get out to the ring. We do a match, and the referee, he says, "Oh, by the way, you guys have got two segments." We're like, "What?" Because yeah, you guys got to work through a commercial. I'm like, "Son of a bitch." So he counts us down, you know, three, two, she came into the ring, boom, we'll be back. And I would think, what the fuck are we going to do now for another fucking three minutes of commercial break and the rest of this match? Well, it's called working, kids. Mm-hmm. And we just went out there and just worked a little bit and then went home. But we went out there thinking we had six minutes, maybe four minutes with entrances. And we turned it to have to go like 15 minutes. Wow. Were you happy with the match? Because, you know, Mikey Whipwreck versus Disco Inferno needed two segments. <laughs> <laughs> did you throw in a dance-off? No, I did not. Uh, I had to do that with uh, Scott Demore at TNA. We were only supposed to go, I can't remember what the original time was, 10 or 12. And then all of a sudden they said, can you guys, you know, stretch it out to about 20, 25? <laughs> I can't remember. It was, it was, I was like, yeah, we can do it. So we just went out there and just called it all out there. No, we don't need you to stretch it. Can you double it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but the match with Disco was good. I mean, it, it seemed like it went all right. And then... Uh, we're walking to the back, you know, we're walking through the, the locker room and, and Rick Flair's there goes, another great math guy. <laughs> Thanks, Nate. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> Terrible. Good. Thank you, Thur. Thur. No, it was, uh, it was fun. It was different because that that's one of the three matches I had in WCW. <laughs> I said, I'm oh, trying to get the money's worth out of me. Let, let me ask you this question. When it comes to, you know, ECW obviously was not live. Thunder, I think, in the beginning was, and then I think after it was, it was taped. Every, it was every other week. It was live. Okay. So how so would you compare? Yeah, no, they would they would tape two episodes in a week. Okay. Would you compare 
having a taped show versus a live show, is it different as far as performing is concerned? Uh, you have to be more careful with your times. Right. You got to be a little more exact where if, it, if it's taped, uh, you have a little wiggle room. But a lot of times they like to do live to tape. So they don't want to do any editing. Right. Uh, so it's kind of important both times you want to stay close to your time. But for me, there was always more of a uh, an adrenaline rush being on live TV as opposed to like a house show or like a taped event where you're still get up for it, but just something about being live it just makes it a little bit different. How much grief would somebody get if they went over their designated time and kind of started fucking with the uh, with the run sheet? Ooh, well, that's not good. That depends who you are. Like, oh, that's okay, true let me, too. <laughs> yep. Let me throw this out to both of you. Let me throw it to both of you. Um, okay. Jerry, let's say it's you. You're supposed to go out there six minutes. Let's say you and whomever you're, you're working with, you go 10. Is, is, is one minute over considered bad? Oh, is yeah. four oh, extremely yeah. bad? It's, it's, and, it's just bad going over because you're, then they're going to have, you're taking time from someone else's segment. Right. So I always tell the guys, like when I was, when I was an agent or something, I'd always tell them, just plan your match to go home 30 seconds early. It's always better to go home early than late. And then the play-by-play guys can eat up that time talking about the storyline or what's coming up next or whatever. But if you go over, you're it's just, you know, it's just rude too because you're taken from someone else's segment and someone else's time. What kind of grief do you catch when you get backstage? Well, like Mikey said, it depends who you are. But if you're not that important, you will get a lot of grief. And maybe well, like, and maybe like- lose your job. Let me let's say it's you. Had you ever been in that situation? I don't think so. I was I wasn't worried about, you know, fit I wasn't worried about fitting ten gallons of crap in a five gallon bucket. So I always made sure um I would get a uh I'd tell him I need a strong two minute go home cue. And I'd know when I get that cue, all right, let's go. And I'd make sure I'd only have at the most another minute and a half worth of stuff. So what about you, Mikey? Had you ever gone over and gotten any uh, any backlash for that? No. You, as I say, I'm there for a good time, not a long time. I always went short. Okay. So remember I can say, Jerry, I, I left a little time on the table for you, buddy. <laughs> I'm going, Thanks. Now i got to go longer. Yeah. No, they, I mean, if, if they said go 10 minutes, I'd say, okay, well, I need like two minutes to go home. Or I need like a minute to go home or whatever it was. And that was it. You know, so there was one time I went over because the referee never gave me the cue. So it, we didn't go way over, but it was enough to be over, you know, and kind of annoyed some people. But I said, look, I can't keep track of time and wrestle at the same time. So that's the referee's job is to obviously keep you guys in the loop of how much time you have, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. On TV, WCW, WCW stuff it is. You know, independence, I mean, you know, you, or, or like house shows, you might have a cue. I know Girl Matsun used to do it with the pencil sitting at the, at the, the announce table where the referee would pay attention. But normally it's a referee. But it all depends how the company wants to do it. It's fine. On house shows, uh, if Jack Lanza was one of the agents, and years ago they'd want to get out of there as soon as, as fast as they could so they could, you know, wrap things up and get to the hotel or get to the next town. And Jack would, uh, if guys were going too long, he'd kind of stand out <laughs> in the aisle and tug on his tie. <laughs> and I think uh, sometimes the guys would ignore it, and pretty soon it looked like he was practically hanging himself with his tie. <laughs> <laughs> wow. There was one show I remember someone telling me that, I don't know if it was in Baltimore or Philadelphia, where the match was going way long, and Gorilla Monsoon came out there and just yelled at them, go home, god damn it. 
just yelled at the top of his lungs to go home. Hey, Jerry, had you ever seen Vince backstage kind of have any eruptions or anything like that, whether it was somebody back, you know, going over or just anything that happened backstage? Gosh, I can't remember. I, I ne- remember one. I, n- I never was really around gorilla position if it wasn't my match. Now, go ahead, Mikey. I remember at the ECW One Night Stand pay-per-view. I think it was the first one. And the format had changed like four or five times. And the guy in the production truck wasn't exactly sure what was going on. But they had a promo for Danny Doring and Roadkill Cued. And it actually had gotten cut. So when it came up, they they aired it for about three-tenths of a second. And then went to the right package. Well, Vince blows a fucking gasket. God damn it. I want that guy here, you know, at my office as soon as the show's over. That guy just ruined my enti- entire fucking pay-per-view. Holy shit. Like, holy shit. So I seen him get a little angry. And it was literally like, there's Danny Rocket. Okay, no, it's not. And they went to the right thing, but Vince was very pissed. He seems like he's very detail-oriented, you know what I mean? Very specific on what he wants. And if anything deviates from that, it's uh, it's not going to be good. It's not going to be good for the people involved. That's crazy. Yeah, but but when it goes right, he loves it. All right, we got we got some listener questions. Jerry, should uh, do you want to go into yours or should I go into mine first? Okay, here's one from uh, Vitamin J. Any good Tommy Rich stories? I'll never forget the first time I met him was in ECW, and there was a bunch of us in a van. It was Tracy Smothers, God, I can't remember what that whole crew was in that van, but we had to pick up. To- Tommy Rich was the last one to get at the airport. Damn. So we, we picked him up, and as soon as he gets in the van, where's the beer store? So we had right away go to the liquor store so he could get some beer at 10 o'clock in the morning. I'm just like, wow. And then uh, he goes in, comes back in. He's got a whole 12-pack for himself. And I, he just says, six-pack won't do. And, has the, and starts pounding him at 10 o'clock in the morning. I was like, this guy's hardcore. Damn. He used to tell me that he, him and a lot of the old timers would, if they needed money, they would walk through the parking lot of a store, wait for somebody to back, back up, and like punch the back of the car and take a bump. <laughs> Are you serious? And then, and then gig their forehead. Oh, wow. What? So the guy, whoever's driving, get out of the car, back up, so it's like, damn, look, I'm bleeding. Damn. Oh, my, I just wanted to get some diapers. Damn. <laughs> Oh my! <laughs> like, we got we got to call the police now. We got to get police police involved. Police report. Oh man! And then she goes, "Oh no!" And he goes, "I'll tell you what. Give me a hundred dollars. We'll forget all about it." Jeez! Wow! And you can do that, I guess, all all afternoon. Make yourself a couple hundred bucks. Now you couldn't. Now with cameras everywhere. Oh, now you could do it. Yeah. Now forget it. Like Jesse Smollett. What? What? <laughs> what? I wonder if he would ever do that in a like a grocery store, like pour some milk out on the floor and then take a bump and get color. Well, somebody we did. What? Oh, somebody did. A certain somebody. Are you serious? Oh, broke his arm. Wait, he didn't have insurance. Listen, let me finish my story. You'll pop. You'll pop. <laughs> <laughs> so somebody broke their arm, didn't have medical insurance. So they had no way to pay for it. Oh no. 
So they decide, I have an idea. So they go to the supermarket in like, I don't know, the cereal aisle or whatever aisle. And they start climbing on the shelves to reach to the very top shelf and then slip and fall off the rack and fall and lay down. I hurt my arm, daddy. Oh, daddy. <laughs> Gee, I wonder, wonder who that was. Oh, oh no. my God. Did it work? Did it work? I think so. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's insane. That's oh, insane. Good time there. I got a question here from Jersey Devil underscore 82. His name is Mike. Good name. Uh, during their time in ECW, was there a particular individual or team that Mike or Jerry would have liked to have seen been brought in for either a singles match or a tag team match to have a run with the company? So anybody that you guys had wished at the time, like, oh, man, that'd be great if such and such would be brought in. I thought if Christopher Daniels would have come in, it would have been really good. I was a huge fan of Joey Matthews and Christian York. Um, but we got them in towards the end. Um, who else? I don't know. I always thought that uh, Christopher Daniels would have been great to have him. Very talented. Indeed he is. Our guy Jamie Henderson, who just uh, showed us a new shirt he just got. He went ahead and took a picture. And by the way, if you guys get merchandise from Front Row Material, make sure you take a picture. Go ahead and tweet that at us as well. We'd love to see you with whatever you happen to purchase, with or without coupon, either way. But Jamie asks, did either of you guys keep anything from your careers, belts, attire, anything? I know we kind of touched upon this once before, and I know, Mikey, you said you have some boxes. So just kind of recap us again. What, what do you have left? Well, I kept my bad knees, <laughs> my neck. <laughs> See, that's where you went wrong. See, I had bad hips and I got rid of them and got new ones. I should have done that. Yeah. Stupid. <laughs> I All I have left is the Randy the Ram vest and tights from when we did Team Ram Jam up in Colorado. That and, oh, I still have my long... How would you describe it? I call it the Bon Jovi coat with the the long fringe on it and the, the little silver gimmicks on it when I still had the white snake hair. I still have that, I found, when I was, on, when I was packing up the closet. But that's about it. For I didn't keep much. A couple shirts, maybe. Okay. Now, people are probably going to ask this because there's always huge fans out there that are saying, oh my gosh, I'd love to get this from... One of my favorite wrestlers. Would either one of you, for the right amount of money, part with any of that stuff if someone wanted to make you an offer? Sure. And listen, don't fuck a nickel and dime and be a fucking cheapskate and try to give me a fucking coupon code. <laughs> That's right, jabroni. <laughs> if you want it, you got to pay for it. Yeah, I'll give you $50. <laughs> okay, thanks. <laughs> I get, you laugh. I get that all the time. Um, hey, do you have any ring-worn shirts I can buy for $50? No. No. No, now, if someone does, if someone does buy something, Mikey, like a shirt or something like that, and they they offer you, I don't know, two hundred bucks, yeah, is is that reasonable? Would you say? Yeah, I'd say. Otherwise, I'll just keep it. Would you Would you personalize it to them if they wanted me to? Okay. Well, see, right there, you guys. If there's something you're interested, in, at least ask them. Can't hurt to ask. Or I'll take, or I'll take all my memorabilia and I'll I'll stream it live on on Twitter, and I will burn it. <laughs> 
it's terrible. <laughs> Does somebody have a curate going on in the background? Do you hear that? That That's my computer. Because I have to oh. use the hotspot on the phone. It just makes this weird noise. I don't know why. Well, move the phone away from the computer. I was going to say, yeah, move it. Move just it a little bit. We're going to disconnect the call. Watch. Does that work? Jerry will be gone. He'll be coming back like, that's what we get most weeks. Really? And every week we tell him, hey, like, can you hear us, Jerry? And we say, Jerry, you're completely chopping up. You would think he would just be like, okay, cool. All right. Once he goes to export the audio file, that's the end. Yep. Oh, it's over. It's I'm clicking save. It's over. So Big Daddy Beardo uh, asks the question, Mikey and Jerry, we love the podcast. Um, would love to have it more than once a week. Here is my question. Were no. there was there <laughs> anyone in ECW that you personally thought had it, and it's in quotes, but never got over? Jerry. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> That's wow. Oh, I, I, I shot deserve to the that. balls. I deserve that after the non-ball comment. That's right. <clears throat> I'll admit it. No, I can't think of anyone because if anyone had it, they got over. Yeah. Right. I think, like I was talking before, Joey Matthews or Christian York, they had it. And if the company was around longer, they would have got over. But they just weren't there mm-hmm. long enough. Now, Christian York, Jerry, didn't he spend some time in Impact Wrestling? I think so. Because he had the dreads, yeah, correct? Yeah. The, that's what I thought. He he was put together too. Man. He was – there was one time he was so high. He was all fucking smoked up and he could barely keep his eyes open. And Paulie says to him, Christian, why, why are your eyes always always half closed? He's like, oh, oh man, I'm part Asian. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. What? Oh. Yeah. He was high all the time, but his eyes were always like half closed. So he told Paul he was half Asian, and he was worried about telling Paulie that he was high. Yeah, well, he had, you know was he nineteen years old, twenty years old, so he didn't know. He didn't get he the memo. Good he, he didn't get the memo no. at that point, but it was pretty funny. Well, if you have any future questions you'd like to ask the boys, once again on social media, on Twitter, you can go ahead and send them on over to FRM Pod. That is our show Twitter handle, and you can go ahead and hashtag that. Ask FRM. You can ask Mikey and Jerry any questions that you would like. They may be answered on a future episode. And if you would like to go ahead and get merchandise from the guys, by all means, cruise on over to Pro Wrestling Tees, forward slash Mikey Whipwreck, and forward slash Jerry Lynn. You can get all of their merchandise, several different designs that you can get. By all means, check them out. Get their shirts. Support the show. Use a coupon if you'd like. We don't mind. Mikey Define we. <laughs> we, we, as, we, we as in all of us, we don't mind. They're, they're getting I shirt do. supporting the show. I'm, look, I'm happy to buy the shirt. But fucking hell. We're, it we're cuts into our dollar 48. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that coupon really cuts into the buck 48. We get these, so it, it does. Like, we would we need got, to sell thousands of shirts to make some money. Mm-hmm. But that being said, I do appreciate people that buy it. Yes. And if you'd like to go ahead and get other merchandise, we have another place that you can go. If you go to my profile, you can go to Jerry's or Mikey's, even the FRM Pod's website. It's shop.spreadshirt.com forward slash FRM Pod. 
We have hoodies, t-shirts, mugs, hats, you name it, we've got it. There's even maternity clothing if you and your wife are expecting a child. So it's nobody, got everything. Nobody listening to this podcast has a pregnant person. <laughs> I like how you say that. As a pregnant person. <laughs> well, I highly recognize. I don't want to offend anybody. So I'm just saying that there's... There's no way. Well, if you're having unprotected sex, then there's always a possibility. Like I said, no one listening to this podcast <laughs> Including me and Jerry. Oh, we have new shirts that have been inspired by previous episodes. We have Dan the Man Hess, uh, the That's Right, the Bubba. We have Wednesday Morning Pod. We have the FRM front row material shirt done in the old WCW logos. We have the Angel Rules, the Notorious PAM. You guys are a hot mess. We got to let Mikey get to bed so he can go ahead and Me too. I gotta get eat up some cookies. Yeah, Jerry's got to go to bed. It's earlier and earlier every week. All right, so we plug our stuff. <laughs> If you'd like to get autographs from Mikey, go ahead and hit him with a DM. He's got 8x10s. More than happy to go ahead and sell them to you. You still doing that uh, Etch-A-Sketch autograph thing still? I do anything. If I answer my DMs, if I'm going to answer them, I look at them and go, yeah. <laughs> Everybody, we'll talk to you all next week. Thanks for listening to the Front Row Material Podcast. For Mike Freeland and Jerry Lynn, this is Mikey Whitbrick saying, have a nice day. Bang, bang. The world of NLW Radio never stops.